0: our soccer show is back in your ear and uh, it's a special edition you are not hearing the voice of John Hayes to start an episode for the very first time here on I believe our 21st episode thanks for everyone who's ridden with us through that first 20 but no you're hearing Danny Brams to start the show because John Hayes is MIA he's out there doing some real work in his real life slacking he's slacking on his responsibilities wow calling him out the guest host is already calling out the missing host. That's what we love to see. I am Daniel Bramlett. I go by at Danny Brams on Twitter, and we are sitting in with massive Charlotte fan, guy who's kind of been the shadow third member of the pod all the way. He's sat in on a few recording sessions and listened to us live. He's a good friend of mine and John's. He's a good friend of the club. He's a NYCFC supporter, unfortunately, but uh, we can get into that later. I'm talking about... Mr. Matt Geslin, Gesslin, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Brams. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be on the show. And, um, you know, hopefully we can give the folks some actual insight into Charlotte FC <laughs> now that, you know, the man is out of town. Hey, so. you,
0: you take shots. I'm not going to take shots. John and I, we, you know. I'll deal with him I, later I, Yeah, exactly. It, so, you, can, you can go against John and deal with the fallout. I have to record with him next all good, time. So, all yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's no, avoid thank you that, for but. having me. So, very
1: uh, – very excited to join and uh, be part of the
0: show. Cheers up. What are you drinking? We're here at Birdsong in Noda. First time, another another debut locale for the show. And uh, this is one of my favorite local brews. But this is the first time I've come to the tap room. I drink Birdsong all over town. And it's great. What do you got in your glass?
1: It's a good spot. Uh, definitely check it out more often if you're in this part of town. I got a Paradise City. Uh, nice nice little down. IPA. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, what do you got over there in your glass? I'm is drinking like a Machine hazy? Head.
0: Yeah, it's okay. a Machine Head Hazy IPA. Uh If you're a child of the 90s, like myself, Geslin might have been a little young for this, but...
1: Throwing shots, (laughs) uh, No, 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 I'm
0: jealous, I'm jealous, but Paradise City, Machine Head, classic, you know, rock songs from the late 80s, early 90s, and a bunch of the menu items, all the brews have 90s rock-themed names. I got my eye on a uh, Fake Plastic Trees IPA, probably for my second beer of the night coming up. Uh, Big Radiohead fan, so I loved to see that. Uh, Bush probably one of the cheesiest 90s musical acts in terms of uh, grunge, yep. but I did like the song Machine Head, it was a hit, and uh, didn't like that I had song. to order a Machine Head like beer, yeah. who doesn't love Machine Head, it, yeah. still it still holds, still holds, still up. holds yeah. up, Yeah. one of the few Bush songs that does, yeah. but anyway, uh, music podcast is a totally other thing, we'll have to get into that later, but we're here to talk Charlotte soccer, and you know, John and I always try to hold ourselves out there as kind of the local authorities, we want to have the definitive knowledge and be able to give you good information, but I put Geslin right there, Geslin's been with us, and I want to shout him out because he hasn't made every game, but he's picked his spot strategically, and <laughs> the team is undefeated. The squad yeah. is undefeated when Gesslin shows up at BOA, so that's not bad. Yeah.
1: Or or Greenville. Or on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So.
0: Whoa, the motorcycle the, driver's yeah, like that.
1: absolutely. Uh, I mean... If they want to fly me out to every game, I'm sure we have been defeated the whole way. But, uh, no, it's been a fun fun couple games. Uh, we, like you mentioned, went down to Greenville, which was a great environment. So hoping to keep it uh, consistent. We're, we're going this weekend, right, for, for the game and uh, hopefully yes. get another
0: W. So. Yeah, we'll be back in the Mid-Street End at the, yeah. the supporter section of BOA. Cannot wait it's going to be a uh, awesome time. Uh, Miami's coming in looking very beatable. We're going to get to that. We're going to break down that and do some projected 11 stuff. It'll be nice cuz John and I have done this so many times we almost like can't help but pick the same projected 11 just because of we spent so much time talking about it. So yep. I'm excited to get a little fresh perspective there. We going to talk a little bit about the news of the uh, surrounding the team. When we last left you, we had Andre Shinyasiki coming in plus an unknown Uh, attacker that was hinted at online but there was no news now we know that that man is Kerwin Vargas you know another young player under 22 initiative coming out of Colombia playing in the Portuguese League uh we'll talk about him for a few minutes and then we'll get into maybe some of your stories Matt because like you we've I've had a chance to wax poetic and talk about the the club all many times here you know on this show but you uh I want to give you some extended time to break down your thoughts on sure. the season so far. Yeah, absolutely. If, if absolutely. that makes sense. Yeah, so, that'd be great. Uh, the Charlotte Soccer Show, and uh, let's just get into it. You know, let's not even take a break right off the bat. Let's just get going and talk a little bit about the news, which Kerwin Vargas is here.
1: A lot of news this week. Yeah, a lot yeah. Of yeah I, forgot to, I forgot to mention, January. we have two arrivals
0: and one departure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do you think about that? Let's get to that, because that's the most sure. recent. Uh Nick Kelly leaving Tepper Sports and Entertainment Group three months after he was yeah. promoted to CEO. Yeah. So, uh, what, what's your read there?
1: Interesting one for sure. Uh, obviously, I'm not as connected as you guys are with the club as a whole and, and Charlotte Sports, um, especially with your guys' you know day jobs. Um, it has to be performance related, it's the only thing I can think of. Uh, you know, Dave Tepper is a very, very um, successful man, wants to be successful. And it must have been something that he was not happy with for the last,
0: wow. you know, a couple
1: months of, of Nick Kelly in charge. That's and, not what I was
0: expecting you to say. And he,
1: he wanted something fresh, you know. I think I, I can't speculate otherwise. So that's the only reason why I can think of. You know, I know he's had Nick has had some some interesting comments with fans uh, on social media and engaging there. So uh, it must have been a combination of something like that, or just lack of performance, or um, obviously a different direction that Dave wanted to go in. So. Uh, definitely a, a shocking, news-worthy topic uh, in a couple months of the season starting.
0: So. Yeah, it kind of rocked us. You know, with nothing else going on in the midweek, it kind of rocked the yeah. fan base for about 24 hours. It's crazy to hear you say that because you're the first person I've heard speculate along those lines. Which it is all speculation. Yeah. But I was under the impression that he was leaving for a better job, or you know, maybe he was just tired of working for Tepper. Tepper's yeah. reputation in the office is not the most sterling one you know he doesn't he's not a people person from what I gather so uh, you know I don't know Nick or David or anything about the inner workings of the front office but I had just kind of assumed it was kind of burnout with the situation and feeling like there's a better job on the horizon who knows.
1: I totally agree with you there. The only thing I would say is it must be a really good opportunity because, you know, this is such a fresh start, you good
0: point.
1: there's got to be something more in the backstory that we don't know about, um, which is why I'm not going to go out there on a limb other than say something just wasn't clicking with the two of them and, and they they thought it was time for a change. So.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the only thing that we can, if we want to talk about what we do know, it's that... Nick Kelly had a great impact on this club. He was making his mark, and it's going to be hard for a a new person to come in and and fill that role. I loved, I absolutely loved when Nick Kelly would go at it on Twitter. Oh, I think it was refreshing for sure. I thought he was great at getting little digs in, had the chip on it. like You know from from being with John and I, we have chips on our shoulder. We we freaking have the chip on our shoulder, and and Nick seemed to have the same one. We saw him in Atlanta. When John and I went to Atlanta, we were walking down to our seats, and we saw Nick Kelly in the suite, and, and it was it was pre-match. It was like an hour pre-match, so it was really empty. And we were just like, Nick, what's up? He gave us a little, you know, a little uh, long-distance dab. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Yep. You know, so... Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that interacts with fans. He'll answer fans' tweets. He'll answer DMs at times. You know, if you send him a message and he's got the time. So, I don't know if we're going to be able to replace that in terms of a CEO making connection Absolutely. with the fans. Absolutely.
1: So that's a tough one to replace. It's a pretty structured role and position in any organization. So to your point, it was a nice, refreshing kind of organic way to kind of bring in an organic organization. Um, and so who they replace, I don't have any clue. I just hope that they, you know they can continue on the success that the team has had. Uh, and, and kind of take it from there so it's yeah. a great opportunity for sure and hopefully more take. you know
0: like, yeah I, that's a kind of an overarching thing that i just we sort of started establishing last episode where we we're a little more critical but like obviously we think charlotte has been successful they're launching a brand new brand uh and they've already set attendance records they've led the league in attendance. all that stuff is good but right now three one and five three five and one record is just not really doing it for for me yep. and uh I want to get us back on to a positive uh, you know a positive one loss record uh, sooner than later. So we'll Absolutely. get into that you know hopefully helping us do that some reinforcements.
1: I was gonna say it's great you know kind of an opportunity for these new guys to come in. Whether these were Nick Kelly's last moves before he left, or was part of that, it's going to be interesting to hear too. But definitely, these guys are young. Obviously, playing in the Portuguese second league is is no slouch.
0: Right, and winning like Player of the Week, yeah, like yeah. like eight weeks in a row, Very something like that. Very solid young yeah. player, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. building
1: in that roster that, yeah. that the team needs. So uh, it'll be interesting, and obviously a couple a couple of players that have yet to really make an appearance, even even though they've been here for a little while too. So
0: for like an under 22 guy, Kerwin Vargas has a, a pretty decent. Yeah. Range. Resume in terms of like individual accolades. Absolutely, he's done some things. So, uh, and he's already had a knee surgery. He's already, you know, he's already he's already busted his ACL yep. once. So, you know, may hopefully don't have to worry about that at least at least in that leg. Yeah, I don't know what kind of impact he's going to have. I I I'll be, I'll be honest. When John and I were talking about it earlier this week, I was like, oh, this is great. He's we got a speedy uh, Colombian dude, yep. you know, with some Portuguese experience to come in and fill in as our left back. You know, I'm tired of Mora of being out there. And then he's like, bro. He's not a left back. He's an attacker. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 he's like a winger. He can convert to left back. He's like, he's not a winger. He's a, yeah, striker. He's a striker. And then I was like, Yeah, Fuck. yeah he's another striker. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, so um, I was I was a little like my i had I was about to do the research, but I was kind of like hoping that it was one thing, and it turned out to be a whole other absolutely. thing. So I mean yeah. Charlotte
1: still needs it though. I mean still a goal a goal average per game in the first eleven games, not terrible, and that includes the US Open Cup game. So not terrible, um, but you would love to see a little bit more offense. I, I think we've been chatting about it every game, the three of us. You know, it's just there's a, there's lacking on the offense, whether that's the structure or how to kind of get through the midfield into the attacking third. And then when they are in the attacking third, they're very dependent on Swarderski and a couple other guys, and they just need a little bit more more in that attacking third, and hopefully he can kind of bring something to the table.
0: I read an. Excellent, excellent statistical deep dive today. It's very long. You're gonna to have to put some time in to read this. But our uh, friend of the show, Banks Beers and Soccer, the blogger that focuses a lot on uh, you know de- analytics, great guy. Uh, hopefully, I hope we'll have him on the show at some point once we start bringing in more guests. But uh, really good deep dive. And essentially, the conclusion was that none of our midfielders are very good. You know, a lot of like people. Uh, we got fans coming after Franco. We got yep. fans coming after TT. We got fans. Worshipping Ben Bender, you know, and and the whole upshot is that like Franco's not as bad as people have been saying, and Bender's not as good as people have been saying, but really none of the midfielders are that good, and you know, and Ruiz maybe deserves a little more time. Bronico's been solid but not spectacular in defense, and the passing you mentioned connection where we to get more goal scoring power we need more connection through midfield, and the numbers really did back exactly yeah. that up. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. John and I were talking, We, uh, I think he mentioned last episode that we were at Money Boy, um, and we were talking about Al Franco and just kind of where he fits into the team. And I think he does kind of play I, – I, you know, definitely don't think he's a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think where he's playing currently in the formation just suits his game.
0: Um, you know, obviously You want to see him as a six like Hayes? I do,
1: I do. I, unfortunately I know that takes your boy Bronny Go out, but um Bronny bro. Yeah, but you know I think close, your, ear. close
0: your ears, Bronny bro.
1: Long term I think that's the better move for this team and I think I think right now you're seeing it with the with the transfers and with the kind of the new changes and there's some players coming back from injury. I think you're going to see this roster change a little bit from the starting 11 going forward. I think it has to. Yeah. Um, Just as it develops and grows, it's got to change a little bit. It's
0: a big question for me if uh, Shin Yosiki can get to the starting lineup because he has that attacking verve that we need. He's scored a lot of goals in MLS. He's, you know, he's a young player with veteran experience, exactly what we need. Well, he's not. I mean, he's like, I'd have to double check his age. I think he's 26, 27. But I was not thinking he was going to get in the starting lineup. At first, when the move was first kind of rumored around. Now, knowing that he's been in training, knowing he's been with the guys, and knowing that it seems like Miguel is looking for something up top. We are assuming we're going to incorporate Yusviak into the starting lineup at some point. But it may turn out to be that Shinya is the right wing. You know, that sort of right-sided attacker in a 4-3-3 where I had been projecting Bender. Yep. I could see it being Shin now for sure.
1: Yeah. And I think it's a tough one because I think Ben Ben Bender, it's a tough one to say. Uh, You can call him Benjamin if you want. Okay. Benjamin. Call him Benjamin. No,
0: Ben Bender. Call him the Mind Bender. Use the the official podcast nicknames.
1: The Mind Bender. Um,
0: you, you said he, Al Franco. I'm like, is this guy talking about the Blue Hornets no, or no, what? No, no. Yeah,
1: everyone knows who I'm talking about. I think he's got a good future. I think there's a there's a fine line with this team being a new team, a young team, an expansion team, getting in some young guys as well as as well as putting in the veterans needed to kind of keep the attention on the team. I know you've been a pretty big advocate of like, let's not have Charlotte turn into Orlando FC in five years. And I think there's a fine line of being successful, especially in your first year. So you have to play the experience. You have to get some. Some of those you know those more uh, seasoned veterans in there at the same time you still want to blend it with some young guys that can be the future i think so you know whether that is u.s open cup time for for someone like ben bender or you know a one-off game on a back-to-back or a road game to a home game. There's got to be an opportunity for guys like that because they're the future long term. But um, right now, especially with the way that the team has been playing on the road, we need some points coming into the home
0: home game. Yeah, stands. I don't think Mar wants to start Bender. I think he will if he has to. Yeah. I still think Ben Bender can win MLS Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Uh Come with without being a regular starter. Yeah. You know, I think that that is a goal that I would have for him if I was the club. If I was well, I am the club. But if I was part of the squad, say. Uh, messed that up. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, we'll get into the projected 11 for this Miami match. The other thing is you make, you know, we don't want to become Orlando. We definitely don't want to be Inter-Miami. That contrast is even stronger in terms yeah. of bringing in a bunch of old guys, yeah. paying way too much for Blaise Matuidi, Gonzalo Higuain. These guys are, were, were way past the prime. Oh, Everybody knew it, you know. Uh, they brought in Ryan Shawcross. You know, they found him. I assume they found him like hanging outside a yeah. bus station in uh, Birmingham, England, or something like that. You know, uh, I don't know what that to, plan was. That be, didn't work out. To be
1: fair, it is a different, different type of organization. Uh, doesn't make any difference. They're still bad, terrible. But, yeah, yeah. You know, with Beckham and that group in Miami being the flashy city it is, they had to make a splash. But uh, I think Charlotte is doing it the right way. It's gonna. There's gonna be some growing pains, but you know they're doing it the right way, building an actual program, not just kind of. Plugging in holes to, to get people in seats, which they very easily could have done, especially with the pockets that Dave Tepper has.
0: So. Yeah. What did you think about TT Ortiz? lazy lackadaisical get back on the corner kick that turned into a goal for uh orlando and the, the the halftime benching john was kind of defending him he was like well no one was getting back it was just bad positioning i i watched the replay over and over again i saw christian Fuchs start about 10 15 yards behind ortiz and out sprint him yep. to almost get to yep. the shooter but yep. to get to the the ball and, and and get the layoff pass and it's like if TT would have showed that much effort we would have had two guys defending too it would have been totally. a two v two instead I, of two v one
1: totally and I think it's a it's a great representation of how that first half was last week just overall I think that's a perfect example of how bad that half was Christian obviously came out Team Dad uh, came out and, and mentioned that that was unacceptable mm-hmm. you know so I think that again it just epitomizes that whole half he definitely made the right call by benching him um, I think he was just Pretty poor, to be honest, throughout the entire half.
0: Do you think he stays benched for the near term?
1: I think you have to send a message. If you're the if you're the manager, this is you know, especially uh, you know, right now it's not a time to be kind of resting on any laurels. The team hasn't proven anything, so. You know, if I'm the gaffer I'm just I'm just taking him off and making him prove it you know in in the locker room and on the training pitch and then earn his time back on the field for sure there's got to be guys out there that would be even if they still score they' that they're hauling their ass back giving 110 percent
0: one thing you can never forget is that when Adam armor scored the first goal in Charlotte FC history in Atlanta on a freaking awesome header off a set piece the entire bench erupted but TTRT sat there still kind of sulking mad that yep. he had just been subbed so you know like that that question has lingered ever since then he's shown much better flashes in in between now and then but you wonder if you just always will go back to that. Anytime something bad out.
1: It. yeah, and it's, it and goes back to your point of, of stubbornness in the locker room. <laughs> uh, could that be one of those yeah, one of those yeah, things? Yeah. You
0: know, so we'll learn. Uh, we'll learn in time. But uh, you know, he's, he he. You know, Mir loves Franco from yeah. their previous experience, and you could call his uh, it continued insistence on putting Franco in the lineup as you could call that stubbornness for sure. Totally. Uh, I think the reason that Franco always plays is because he never stops moving. He's he, he's a uh, a buzz of activity, which is how we earned his uh, Blue a nickname, and I think that's just something that MAR values even beyond any analytical, statistical Absolutely. breakdown.
1: And I think there's also a sense of familiarity. Like you said, when a new a new manager comes in, they want to implement their system. Mm-hmm. It takes time. Having guys that understand that system is a huge leg up whether we can argue whether or not it's the right system right uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know at least he has a guy that he can trust and kind of get the rest of the team going. Obviously you know these new new um, additions hopefully kind of fill that mold as well um, to kind of ex- accelerate kind of what uh, Miguel is trying to do but you know really I think that's to your point. he feels comfortable with Franco so he, he lets him in and kind of gets away with it a little bit of other stuff.
0: Are you worried for the bouncer? Danny Rios. is yes. His time in the starting lineup done.
1: I believe his time is in the starting lineup is over. Um, I personally would play. This is going to be a little bit different than the way you guys think. I would play. I, I would play solo up top. Okay. Okay. Team. We, can,
0: we can, um, Should we so just do it? Should we just start projecting the eleven? I mean, there's. why we wait, wait. You know? we yeah. can wait if you want. Yeah, there's nothing to really way, wait for. We dealt with all the news. Sure, let's, let's start sure. talking about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think.
0: Who I do think you want to see against Miami?
1: I would love Swadursky up top as a solo striker, like I said. He he plays in such a different role and the way he can kind of come back and almost play as a 10 is a, is a great addition, too. Um, so I'd love him at the top on his own. And we can kind of work. I know you guys generally work from back to front, so we can go that way. No, you long. change it up. Your, uh, no, you do, go, you, you back do you, man. You do you, baby. Front. We can go back now. to front.
0: Hey.
1: I think, you know, Kalina in the back. Like We, we brought said. you in for a uh, reason. Kalina in the back, like we said. Like always.
0: We said. Always.
1: Uh, I'll go Joseph Moore on the left-hand side. You know, I think he's earned his spot at this point. He's
0: back in training. He was sick last week, yep. but he's back. Yep.
1: Yep. I think McCoon and then Fuchs. In the central roles, I think that's what Fuchs you wants to play. over Carujo? I do. I do you think Makun is better than Carujo? I think long term that there's more. Wow. Op- there's more. More. This to, is why we brought you I, on here.
0: He's dropping these different perspectives. I don't yeah, like yeah.
1: McCoon's game too much, but I also don't like Carujo's game. Really? So it's, wow!
0: Wow! It's now, no, I, no. I understand. I understand. It's a little now controversial. I need to hear more about that. I, it's
1: a little controversial. Okay. No. Because I think I think Carujo is a little bit. For this team, I think that they want to play. Well, I don't know. That's part of my issue with the team right now is like, where do they? What's their style? What's the type of game they want to play? We mentioned it earlier a little bit about the, the lack of organization up front. I think there's some more lack of organization in the back too. I think you're you're getting a point where you got to play back three center backs with two wing backs, or you got to play four backs four, you know, four flat in the back that actually stay in the back. I think a lot of the games we're seeing, those when they play four, those two fullbacks are pushing too far forward and it leaves a lot of space. So I think that's a huge piece that they have to kind of figure out is is whether they're gonna play three center backs with two wing backs or really play with four four in the back that stay in that back roll. Yeah. Um, kind of have someone in front of them, whether that is Franco or Bron- Bronico, and then kind of leave the rest of the guys at five up front um, to kind of work the
0: magic up front. So that's wild. I, I don't know system. I don't necessarily know that McCoon helps the organizational in the back organizational issues in the back because he's kind of a wild man. I love his natural talent and I yeah. loved how hard he fought back to to cut off a uh, Kara yep. 1v1 uh, th- I wish it would have paid off more because we gave up a goal moments later but but that was a good play I like McCoon's kind of like vision upfield he, he has that Fuchs in him yep, a little bit exactly. where he, he kind of like is looking to make a play upfield uh, probably more so than Carujo I like Carujo dribbling off the back line though I do like Carujo bringing the ball in possession up to the midline and, and, and starting things. It doesn't happen that often, but I've seen it a few times and I like it. I, I just consider Guzman kind of a locked-in dude, so it's it's very interesting to hear someone who's watched all the games just like me yeah, and has a different perspective. I love I think,
1: it. I think if you were to play Team Dad on the left, which was they've played him a few times out there, then it makes sense to have him in there.
0: Yeah, I yeah, think. instead of Mora. Yeah. yeah, But
1: I think but I think that Christian, I can't call him Team Dad every time, uh, Fuchs. I think Fooksy. Fuchs wants to Fooksy, play Fooksy, in the baby. middle. I think that's where yeah. he's used to playing. He's used. To, that's where he's played a lot of the time. I know. I don't know what he wants. Like, I- I think he just
0: wants to have an impact.
1: I agree. Yeah. And and of course I know you guys brought up the topic that I brought up with John about having him as a super sub, which is my preferred role for him. Long term I
0: don't know how long term that's
1: where I think he I think fits, there's some
0: some EPO clubs that have a, a captain who's a sub, but it just seems it weird. It would be to me. weird yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: But I think long term in a couple more years when the team's gotten started and kind of established, he would be a great guy to just come off the bench. But with that being said, he's going to start every game. That's that's what he's brought here for. Yeah. That's why the team is built around him. So having him in a central role where he prefers, which would be that center back role.
0: He's our penalty team. Yeah. yeah. And
1: then have McCoon next to him. And then on the right-hand side, I don't know. Throw someone in there.
0: You don't believe in Lindsay? You're down on Knuckles Lindsay? Wow.
1: I, I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. I think there were definitely a lot of opportunities that you saw. And, again, it goes back to how do they play if they play more of that aggressive kind of fullbacks kind of move forward, he would be a great wingback player. Um, I think, but I think he, he doesn't have the discipline in the back to, to be consistent as a right back.
0: I don't know about discipline, but I do love his, his verb, his attitude. Like I, I think the reason I call him knuckles as a right back is because I just think he's a tough guy. I think he, he's shown me that he can tackle dudes. He'd go after, you know, ball carriers and dribblers and whatnot. Like, He's shown no fear to me, and, and I think his defense is better than his offense, personally. Yeah,
1: I mean, you can go either way. I think there, there's not many choices in the back, so yeah, yeah, you kind of have to
0: great point. Yeah, cause we keep signing go. 20-year-old uh, strikers. strikers yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, Lindsey in the back is fine. Then um, I said, you know, Franco in that little defensive. Franco
0: is the six. Now, this is Franco's your preferred six. line. i not your projected. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, preferred, yeah, yeah, preferred. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
1: Um, Franco there, and then I would, you know, that midfield, that center midfield, I know you're not going to like this, but I'd have big, 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 big Ben Bender in there. Uh, I think he's got some potential, like I said earlier, um, you know, on the left-hand side. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm basing this off of the game that I watched on Saturday. Okay. And there wasn't much good on Saturday to come out of this.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's Alcivar was mostly dominating the left, but he would drift in a lot. Yeah. He, he showed up more on the right than maybe you would thought yeah. as a left, mid, left spot on that diamond. Yeah. Franco lives on the right, tends to almost always. So... I mean, but you're taking Franco and put him at the six. You're putting Bender in the middle. Are we do? Are you doing a diamond? Yes. With that four? Okay, so Bender's at the top of the diamond. Who are your, your left and right?
1: I would say this is going to – now hear me out on this one.
0: I'm listening. I'm I would
1: all put Veronica on the left because he can still kind of float back into the middle if he doesn't – you know, if someone else moves forward, if Franco wants to move forward from that central defensive mid-roll, which is fine as long as someone covers for him. Um, so I think you could put Bronico on the left. I think he could be successful out there. I like now I don't think he starts, I don't think he's gonna get ninety minutes, but I like gains on the right just because of the speed. Um, but I, he doesn't have the talent or the skills. Right, to I worry about, about 90 him ninety minutes. Yeah, totally. Like,
0: uh, attacking right winger Absolutely. I'm down. But, but the yeah. way he
1: stretches the field and gives you an option to go over the top and kind of and make those defensive backs kind of Yes, a little bit. I think he gives you something different,
0: but he can't start. He's just not skilled enough. But his time does have to come at some point. Yes, absolutely. Everyone's mad about what happened in Colorado still, but I I tell you, I was really impressed in that short final cameo against Orlando when we were pushing for a goal. Oh, yeah. I thought he really, after taking a week of criticism, he responded quite positively.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can... Everyone has their opinion on it. That's passed at this point. That passed, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we can move on from that. But yeah, no, he definitely gave you something different, um, and I think he does give you something for twenty-five minutes. He can come in and change a game, whether that's just like I said, giving you another di- dimension, over-the-top ball, someone that can run after it, get those balls into the middle for Swiderski. Um, but I think long-term, he he cannot play ninety minutes. There. So he's a
0: liability. So you're laying out a four-four-two with Swiderski at the top. But then who's up there with – I guess you'd want no, no, no. someone so playing I would behind say, him. Or? I would say
1: my preference would be four-one, four-one.
0: Gotcha. Okay, four-one, four-one.
1: Yeah. All and right, so who's your
0: fourth midfielder? Josviak? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. Hopefully, oh yeah. 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 Hopefully. Absolutely. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's
1: about time. That's what we brought him right, in here for. Yeah. I mean, if his knees or whatever is li- it, lingering, him put him on the – you know, he's got to get in, though. He's I not want, always
0: played two forwards. I minutes. want to see Camille start versus Miami badly, badly, because it's, it's time. Like, he made an impact. He changed – the, the attitude when he did come in him and Bender both yep. if you take last game's lineup and you just change out Ortiz for Yusviak and then maybe change out Rios for Bender or maybe Shinya maybe. Maybe, If yeah. he's earned, earned, earned his way in the starting lineup in three days of training, who knows? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm liking where you're going with this. We're, we're starting to put a little more attacking team together, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, and you're getting a little bit more security in the back. I think my text to you guys during the Orlando game, or at least your text to us, for sure, and I agreed with I never responded, I don't think, was these next ten minutes of, of the game are going to be Miguel's, you know, time to shine or, or make a I did make, say that yeah.
0: I did say that and you know what it proved to be it very impressive
1: it did and I think so again it goes I think there's a, just a lack of organization in the back I think that and and we're not at a point where it's one or two games in okay it's understandable it's new you're 11 games into playing together including the US Open Cup there's there's too many mistakes that are consistently the same mistake and, I agree with and that you, and you have to be able to look on the tape and, and make those changes can he make those changes? I hope so. Will he? The only time will tell. But.
0: As, as rough as it was to drop all three in Orlando, we have to consider how lucky we got in Colorado. I don't know uh, more. I was kind of shying away from that argument in the immediate aftermath of the nil-nil in Colorado. I was like, we earned it. But the more you look at that and the chances Colorado missed, oh, yeah. like we are very lucky to get that point. Especially yeah, in the yeah, first exactly, half. Yeah. And I was reminded of it when you said – you know, like there's too much space, and we let Diego Rubio do whatever he wanted in the box. Yep. Uh, when Colorado, when we were playing Colorado, we really, you know, there was too much space for Ruan all all, all, day. Day. all day. Yeah, Ruan was the thing. I forgot to. I did. I wanted to get this across in our last episode where where, 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 where we were reacting on Sunday that I did with John at the whiskey bar, but I forgot, or I just. There's so much to talk about. Like, <laughs> I couldn't get to it. But Ruan and getting, losing to Ruan was yeah. was like a yeah. salt in the womb because Ruan is a terrible, terrible player. Like he makes so many mistakes and like lets guys buy him and we could never capitalize on that. Instead we let him yeah. force us into mistakes. Yeah. And that sucked. Like I hated the fact that Ruan was the guy that did so so yeah. much to us because he's a guy that plays he's a defender that doesn't play defense. Right. You know, I mean like so. We should have been able to exploit that way more, and he should not have been exploiting us. He was working little give and goes and running, like, even before they scored when it was nil nil early. Yep. Yep. He was getting to the byline past Fuchs consistently. More, he, was he was more pissing me off. noticeable
1: than anyone on our team Fuchs was. Fuchs kept the first falling half. for the same little yeah. one two give and go. Yeah. was pissing me off, yeah. but.
0: Regardless, we're moving on. I, hopefully, I don't think Miami has anyone that can really do that. We're going to talk about Miami. We're going to uh, talk a little bit about what we expect to see on Saturday. We're going to take a quick break here. Hope you're enjoying the, the bluegrass in the background. And it's just a beautiful night at Birdsong. The sun has gone down. The lights are up. And I'm feeling pretty good, Matt. How about you? Same here, dude. Let's get another one. Charlotte Soccer Show. We're back. Danny Brams, Matt Geslin sitting in for Jay Hayes, having a grand old time, and missing John. Johnny, we love you. You know the we'll show. We miss you, John. Yeah, obviously. But Safe travels um, back tomorrow. Come on home. We can't wait to see you on Saturday for the match. Matt, what are you drinking, dude? What you? What have you moved on to?
1: I went with the same. You know, I'm a I'm a pretty consistent guy, so I went with the same Paradise City. Uh, can't you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh,
0: won't you please take me home? Every once in a while, I like to treat the listeners to my uh, song stylings, and they are not impressive. Voice of an angel, voice
1: forward. of an angel over there.
0: I'm drinking a fake plastic trees. I could sing that song for you probably, but uh, I'm no Tom York either or Axl Rose. Uh, but yeah, fake. You know, another another hazy IPA. You know, I can't I can't get <laughs> away from <laughs> my roots. You know I I, you know, I I like to drink a blonde. I like to drink an amber, but for some other whatever what reason, I end a, up on those just hazy sweet. IPAs. <laughs> that, You know, my life's a little hazy from time to time. Yeah, every now and then it's a little hazy. So yeah, it happens. But anyway, we kind of got through everything we wanted to talk about on the Charlotte projection side. I think. Can you give me real quick who do you expect to actually start against Miami? If I'm gonna give you mine, you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think it's uh, Kalina, Mora, Fuchs, Carujo, Lindsey. I think it's Bronny Bro in front of that back four. I think it's Franco, Alcivar on the sides of Brontobro, and I think this is the game where we switch to the 4-3-3, and I think it's Yusviak Svodersky and Bender up top. Maybe Shinya but I'm gonna go with Bender for now. That's my uh, 4-3-3. The preferred formation that Miguel said he had when he first came here hasn't ever truly busted it out in its final form yet, and I think this could be one of its close to final forms.
1: You know what, I hate to be boring, but I'll, 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 I'll match you. You're never boring. Come on. Man. I, I'll match you, I think. I don't I hang think, out with boring people. I think that's I think that's a pretty safe lineup. I think that's safe. I think that's what it'll be. Yeah, we'll see. I agree. Yeah.
0: TT to the bench. Yeah. Shinji Siki not quite ready to start. Not quite ready. Maybe next year. You act finally ready um, to yeah. start. I I just think it all comes together. We'll see. Yeah. Miami not going to try to give you any type of bra- detailed breakdown, scattering report, Miami. Or they just kind of they
1: just show up for the paycheck.
0: I con- am I'm contractually obligated to say what I always say every time this this uh, that Inter Miami comes up, which is Inter Miami is not a club. They're a brand. Correct. They are David Beckham's little pet project that he created to think he's a soccer owner and. Uh, they're horrible. They've been they've been sued more times than they've uh, threatened to, to win yes. big matches, yes. and uh, they've they've apparently somehow pulled off on their second attempt to defraud the city of Miami into helping them build a stadium, which is going to be happening in the next few years. It's almost yeah. a
1: trend in Miami, isn't it? The Marlins did the same thing <laughs> yeah. to the to the to the taxpayers. It's yeah. you yeah. want to get a safe haven. I mean, it happens in
0: every city, but it seems particularly yes, egregious in Miami, in Miami, in Miami yeah, yes. for
1: sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one for sure. As, as a league, um, I have my thoughts. Um, it's a, it's obviously a market that they want to be represented in. It's just not... It wasn't handled properly, and I think there's a lot of... A lot of things that, that the league will, will second-guess when they look back on it in time, for sure.
0: I mean, they messed up all their DPs. Yeah. They... Messed up their stadium deal. They got sued over being called Inter Miami. Inter Milan was not happy. This is one thing after another. David Beckham hired his buddy, Phil Neville, that nobody wanted to hire. You know, he was pretty much jobless. They were pretty much forcing him out of the England women's national team. So he had nowhere to go, and David Beckham threw him a lifeline. So I'm just really unimpressed with Miami. Even better news, you know, my own personal biases and off-field stuff aside, they're missing two center backs. They're missing, uh, they're 50-50 to be missing Campania, who's their big new striker who sort of helped it. The one thing, you know, I'm talking a lot of shit, but Miami did pull off a three-game win streak against a couple of impressive teams that beat Seattle Sounders in that streak. And then kind of came crashing back to earth in recent weeks, and, and the the streak is over. They're back to their bad side. By selves. the way,
1: the uh, Concacaf Champions League
0: Seattle San. Right, by the exactly. Way. Shout Just out to them. Shout out to that. that. Cheers for that. that. Cheers Finally,
1: that. an MLS team wins that exactly. tournament,
0: so. Props to MLS. We're coming up. I can't wait for increased, you know, competitions yes. in the future Agreed. years between LMX and MLS. I think uh, the the leagues are working together better than they ever have. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. Seattle Sounders are the model MLS franchise. They just they, you know, not everyone's a fan of theirs. But before Charlotte came in, before I was watching Atlanta, what really got me into MLS was watch was when I started gambling on it, and I started watching Nico Ladero. This guy's always winning me money, and I just like see yeah, how the Sounders do it. They've never missed the playoffs. They've have massive attendance at Lumen Field. Uh, they, that place was rocking. Right, day, by right, the way. right. They're just a great franchise, and I I think that's who we want to emulate here in Charlotte. Like, But, yeah, Seattle Sounders, great club. Great club and anything we can do to be like them. Congratulations on winning winning CONCACAF Champions League. We want to be in it. Our our best route right now, I don't think we're going to win MLS Cup in our expansion year, but I I hold out a little hope that we might sneak into that uh, U.S. Open Cup final, which would be amazing. John John has laid this out, but, like, there is a path over the course of the next couple of years, for Charlotte FC to play against Barcelona, (laughs) you know, like like in a competitive match, it could actually happen. Yes,
1: that is a very John thing to think about, (laughs) for sure. The first step would be winning US (laughs)
0: Open Cup, which gets you into the CONCACAF Champions League, you win that, you're in the Club World Cup, And we could be playing Liverpool, Could be potentially great when Barca's on their way back up, too. So, yes. Uh, But then count
1: on John to think of something like that. I
0: will be in attendance. Yes, Uh, that game. They could play that game on Mars, and I will be there if if Charlotte FC is playing Barcelona. I will call Jeff Bezos
1: for a ticket, for
0: sure. (laughs) No doubt. Uh, But, yeah, so bringing it back a little bit uh, from that wild tangent we just went on, Miami's coming to town, and they suck, and they're missing dudes, and – they sort of had their bubble puff, puffed up for a little bit about three weeks ago, and now it's been burst. It would be a, tra- a sham mockery if we walked out of there with anything less than three points.
1: Yeah, no, I think this is a perfect time for that for us to play them. Uh, to your point, you know, kind of that bubble burst, a, a tough road a road trip for the team. Um, you know, it'll be good to get back to the bank. Um,
0: back you know, to the bank, baby. That's a hashtag so right it, there. It, yeah. It's,
1: it's going to be nice on Saturday. The place will be rocking. Um, I think the the boys are going to be you know ready to roll and, and hopefully kind of get the get the ship steady here. Um, I know we got a, a few games at home, so hopefully we can kind of start that that homestand with a W. We need it. Yes, sure. we
0: got a. This is a big big month. We we could potentially come out of this month and and have a winning record. Yeah. With the, the amount of home games and and the matchups in the competition, we could get ourselves to you know six five and one or you know maybe maybe five five or two or something like that. You know we'll see how it all all shakes out at the end of May, but. Not that that's the most important thing, but it's kind of important to me. Yeah, like no, as are, a
1: supporter, so, yeah. it's it's hugely important. I think there's still expectations. You can't
0: be a team with a losing record right. and continually talk about how much success absolutely. we're having. You know, absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't make any
1: sense. And I think there's some real expectations of this team. What, in your eyes, would be a successful season playoffs. as the fan? Making the heard? playoffs would be. Making the playoffs?
0: Yes. Considering right? in our, I officially said we will, will not make the playoffs in our debut episode. Sure. Which would happen shortly after. Well, it's a long and time. Shortly after MAR dropped the Now We're Screwed comment, I believe, is what yes, kind of happened in town. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But the results have shown that we should expect a little more. So I, I would like to revise my expectation to say playoffs. You know, it, it'd be even better to host a playoff match. That'd be great. But, but I believe that was, that was the stated goal of the front office. You know, a few months before the season was host a playoff match. That's what they wanted. Yeah. So, that's
1: top four, right? No,
0: I think it's top five, top five. I, could, I believe. Yeah, I'd have to double check. I there's there's an
1: expectation yeah. Yeah. Get there. Yeah. Sure.
0: So we'll see. Um, uh, regardless, it starts this Saturday with three points. I want to go a little bit into now uh, special request. Special request from one of our listeners who is attending the match for the first time this weekend with his family. He's going, coming to the bank the BOA, and he wants to know about some family stuff. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I have a family, and I have not brought my family <laughs> to well, the games yet. Yes, and, uh, Where you
1: sit is very different yeah, than where yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. family
0: would sit. I'm not the most versed. On what exactly you know the most family-friendly things to do are. I do think, from what I can see, that the tailgate is fam- is fairly family-friendly. Uh, you know, obviously there's alcohol drinking going on, sure. and people are wild, of but it's a soccer match. And there's you know the, with the smoke machines and stuff yeah. like that. I actually I actually do think that you know that's a great place to take your family. So uh, Russell in Atlanta, this this whole little segment is for, for you. What I want to suggest to you, here's where you need to take your kids. You need to find Minty. Minty is what your kids want to see. Minty is the the mascot for Charlotte FC. It's a giant soccer ball with a crown. He's taking a lot of flack. You know, he's been he's had people poke fun at him from other fan bases. I'm Minty, laughing at it. <laughs> maybe some people within our fan bases. <laughs> Minty is kind of a meme in many regards. However, Minty brings joy. Yes. Minty spreads joy. Minty is amazing. Minty's as good as it gets in my book. If you saw On the other day on May the 4th they did a little May the 4th be with you did see that uh, theme where they did like a fake poster for instead of the Mandalorian it was the Ecuadorians and it was uh, Franco and Alcivar and uh, we've shouted them out for our our Ecuadorian contingent before so I loved seeing that and then playing the part of baby Yoda in this uh, movie poster was was minty and i'm thinking baby minty. Yep. Let's go, Absolutely. you know. <laughs> like Absolutely. minty I I have there's not been one single time in my entire goddamn life where i've not looked at minty and smiled. So i just want to continue that.
1: There's no mascot that <laughs> is ever uh, there's so crazy. Besides, I, what's the guy in Philadelphia? Gritty, yeah, gritty. Yeah. gritty, gritty Every other gritty, mascot is gritty. You know, is a whole other type Gritty's of. Gritty is a different yeah, thing, but sure. otherwise, and that's typical Philly, typical John in some sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a New Yorker, so
0: I, I love Minty. Oh, absolutely. I don't care anyone who wants to make fun of Minty for being a giant soccer ball with the crown. Get you fuck yourself yes. because uh, yes. we're, we're we're tossing you out of here. Yeah. I, I love the guy, so I would definitely. Russell, take your kids to see Minty wherever Minty is on the field. He's got to be out there. He'll be somewhere. Uh, The other thing I would say is post-game. Post-game, I don't know where you guys are planning to sit, but make your way over towards the Minn Street end. If you're not sitting in the supporters, I think you can bring your kids to the supporters. I think it's fine. You may want to sit a little higher up, but it's not the ideal place for them, but it's not like a don't-go-there type place. But I would say that you want to get there after the game because the players will come up. The players will sign autographs that you can reach over the railing, hand them a, a jersey or a poster, bring your own Sharpie. I would, they don't have Sharpies on them, but a lot of players will come up uh, to the supporter section after the game. Kalina always does from what I've seen. I mean, so you're going to get a chance to see Kalina. So we are a family-friendly show. But we're not exactly a family-oriented show, if you will. As we drink beer. Uh, yeah, yeah. But what I will say is that we would love to see families at the game. Yes, we're absolutely. always respectful of people bringing their families to the course. game. And uh, if you're looking for things to do, see Minty and go get some autographs after the game. That's my advice.
1: Absolutely. Enjoy the game and have a great time with your family. But a nice segue into kind of like the vibe and the overall theme about how the club has kind of come about i think that supporter section we've been there three times now you have three times yes you multiple times more more so i think it's the the environment is phenomenal i think soccer has has come to charlotte and i think that there is a market for it i was very skeptical on the as you know Bram's more of a premier league fan more of a european football fan i i refer to football in the proper sense so Apologies, like soccer for, for most of the most you, of the owners.
0: You, you respect excellence, obviously. I do, obviously.
1: I do. But I was very, very surprised in, in a positive way about the supporter section, that first game that you and I went to. Ever since the other games I've been to, there was supporters at the U.S. Open Cup, which was phenomenal. I was not expecting that. So Great showing. Um, regardless if you're a kid or an adult or old person-ish, come out and support the team, I think... It's it's great what the team has done, and they're very engaging. Like you said, at the end of the game, they they show up, they, they recognize the fans that are in the, the attendance. Um, but it's just an, an awesome environment um, for football in the bank when it's when it's uh, you know when it's lively. And I think Saturday will be a great game. You're,
0: you're a lot more likely to get an autograph from a Charlotte FC player post game than Geslin was when he hotboxed Taylor Twellman on Church <laughs> Street outside the hotel.
1: That's a, t- that's a different story for a different night. But, yes, that was that was quite something. We'll, we'll, we'll save that one. <laughs> Taylor has day. yet to recover. Sorry, Taylor. If you're listening, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: That was funny. Me and uh, Hayes were kind of standing off to the side while you were just like, Taylor, what do you think about our team, man? We're pretty good, right? Yeah, that was great. Um, but, yeah, I want to hear a little bit from you as we get ready to close out this episode. Yeah because John and I have been here talking for two or three months now about this club, and you've been with us, but we haven't heard from you. You've you kind of hinted at a few of your your thoughts throughout the episode, but just let me give you some time here to just talk a little bit. And Wax Poetic, tell me what you think of Charlotte Soccer Club uh, the season as a whole, Charlotte football club, excuse me, sorry.
1: Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, I've kind of hinted at it a little bit. I think there's some great elements to it. I think the team is um, definitely on the right track, I think. You know, the bank is an amazing venue when they're at home and they have a huge advantage there uh, with that supporter section, which I know you've, you've stressed um, to, to continue in the future, which is, is, is imperative. And I think that there is more of a, an opportunity here for that to happen in, in other markets. I think the the league as a whole has done a really good job of identifying markets that are going to be soccer friendly and and you know we're seeing that in other markets that are coming in the expansion seasons um you know whether that's going to be st louis next year or nashville they opened their new stadium this past weekend which was absolutely raucous um so i think i think they recognize that i think on the field is a different story i think there's a lot of a lot of room to develop um, I think obviously as an, as an expansion team you know it's going to be a crapshoot right who did we get how do we develop them did they fit the system of the, of the gaffer the manager um, so I think I think there's a lot of opportunity I think personally I think there's unfortunately some some holes that have to be filled I think you know Miguel has a lot of work to do on and off the pitch um, it'll be interesting to see if he's the guy long term it's currently in, in 11 games I'm, in 11 what did games, you just I'm not, say I'm not, I'm not what impressed. the hell did you just yeah. say I, I I stand by it in 11 games like I said there's you know there's things that oh have my God, to be corrected I apologize
0: everyone oh my I, I didn't know I was bringing an MAR hater hey, on the it's not then. a
1: hater it's not a hater it's not a hater I'm blown away it's not a hater it's it's it goes back to what I said earlier in 11 games there's things that you have to correct and and obviously I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm saying, you know, he's got he's gotta show what he can prove and, and that he's as good a manager as everyone thinks he is. But you know, there's there's definitely a lot of room for improvement from the team. I think they show up, they they give it everything they got other than the first half of the Orlando game, um, which is which is what you expect from the team at the at the bare minimum. And now it's just developing that talent and getting the team where you know, where we want it to in the future. And and this year might be a wash. This year might that just might be the nature of it. But I think the the foundation is there. And I think long term Charlotte FC has a lot of a lot of growth and a lot of good things to come from it. It's not an organization like Inner Miami by any stretch of the imagination where you know it's 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 for for the money or mm-hmm. for the brand as you put it for my inner Miami. So mm-hmm. um, I think long term Charlotte's here to stay. And I think there's just some things that we got to figure out as a club. And I think they will because they want to. And I think you saw that recently this week.
0: I feel like there's some suspicion, unconfirmed but circumstantial evidence would support it, that David Tepper's just in it for the money. It's possible. It's possible. It's it's possible. Is. It is. He's a businessman. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't know. I think we can almost... He's the only one. I really feel I like everybody else is all in to have a great, successful club. And so, you know, it, it, it sucks to think of the guy on top only being laser focused on profits. But that's but, it, but
1: that's what his that's
0: what his role is. To be fair, that makes sense. Yeah I, yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, and and we have everybody else under him. At least is pulling. In the direction of having a quality club, absolutely, and that's what's most important. Absolutely, including and and one person who made a huge contribution that was Nick Kelly, and Nick, we're gonna we're gonna miss him. To bring it full circle, as we start to wrap up, Nick Kelly will be missed. It's it's it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. Absolutely, and
1: and we wish him the best. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see where he falls. I think wherever he lands is going to dictate kind of um, whether we know the actual story or not is going to dictate kind of what that story was, why he left. As you mentioned, if he goes to a bigger opportunity, I think that's a clear message. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't end up somewhere else, I think that's also a clear message too. Yeah. So, uh, but either way, we wish him the best. He's, you know, he's put this team in a, in a really good, good position, uh, especially only a couple months into it. To be honest, so.
0: Yep. Well, Matt, I can't thank you enough for filling in. No, I
1: appreciate it. Thanks for having uh, me.
0: Great thoughts. Great to talk to you. Great vibe. We'll be you and I will be there next Saturday. Yes, Saturday. Saturday right next let's to go. Each other on yeah, Saturday, absolutely. Well, John. And Rachel, live the sweet it's life sweet over life. there at the club. level. the sweet level, life, you know, yes. Yeah. yes. But, One
1: know. more dig at John before he's he <laughs> <lies>. not <laughs> here. But,
0: but uh, I'm going to give you the chance to, to send us out with the tagline. All right, for the
1: crown, baby.